This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts live from Dynasty headquarters in Pilsen. And I am here with the members of Iris Temple, Quinn Cochran, Quinn Barlow. Uh, Quinn's, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Glad to be here. Doing great. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out. We have to get this right out of the way. Uh, Quinn Cochran, you were in my self-management, right? Yeah, self-management freelancing. Yeah, so that was uh, at Columbia College. You were in one of my classes. Mm -hmm. And um, did you graduate now? No, I'm in my last semester now. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Just trying to finish up. So, you know, we're going to talk all about Iris Temple, but, like, you've been active. I mean, you guys have both been active as... So, Quinn Barlow, are you at Columbia or...? Uh, No, I'm not in school currently. I just make music. That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you guys have been, like... I, I mean, I guess we'll dive right into the origin of this. You guys have been doing this since high school, right? No, we went to high school together. Uh, okay. Kind of, I went to DePaul briefly and then dropped out uh, and returned to my hometown, Kansas City, where me and Quinn kind of reconnected and, you know, kind of realized that we both kind of had a passion for creating music. And, you know, it was really serendipitous how we uh, kind of found that out. Mm-hmm. So we've just been going for like, it's probably been like two and a half years now. So. Mm-hmm. So that's wild that you guys, like, you knew each other in high school in Kansas City. Correct, yeah. And then when you connected, Quinn Cochran, uh, you were still living in Kansas City, or? Um, so we, I mean, junior year, so, like, 2013, we became friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't, he, he didn't make music at all, and I had just played guitar and, you know, messing around, not really taking it seriously yet. Um, but when I came to college, uh, freshman year was fall of 2014 or 2015 yeah 2015 mm-hmm. and uh that was when you know we that was when we both came to chicago together even then we didn't make music but like you said he dropped out went back home and then that summer after freshman year was when iris temple really began yeah so yeah you know just like from like sending people uh, sending each other ideas back and forth like right before i came back to kansas city um and then that summer we really just like put together just a shitty makeshift studio. Um, <laughs> That's how the best things start. Yeah, man. Uh, my my dad owns, like, an electronics business, and mm-hmm. and he has just this big warehouse that's completely empty at nights. So he just let me kind of let us take that over and, you know, go all night. Um, you know, when, when you say electronics business, do you mean, like, was it all, like, amps and synths and guitars, or was it, like, no, no. So old he, calculators? No, he literally makes, like... He he had like a contract with GM and makes like interior lighting, so it's like okay. like like LED, just like really simple little things. And but I mean, it's been so great to have him around because you know if I, something's wrong with my guitars or amps or even my like PS4, like he just <laughs> takes it apart and just puts it back together and it's fixed. So you got that like, built-in Apple Care. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, he's always been so supportive. So okay, so there's a bunch of things I want to unpack with this. But what I was, I guess, what I was starting to be curious about initially was like Quinn. I had you as a student, um, God, when was that? Like 2000, year, yeah. 2015 mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And, and you were like, you know, you, you were like participating. I remember you being like a good student in that class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, was Iris Temple active at that time when you so were that, in class yeah. with me? So that was literally like the first couple months of okay. us both. So, yeah, after that first summer, then 
we had a room, me and, so me and Elias, uh, yeah, you know, bit, we, we've yeah. lived together for a minute and we had a roommate move out. So that summer after freshman year, I got him to move, move up with me. So that was when like, we really just started hitting the ground running and like writing every day, recording every day. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that semester that I was in your class was like the very, very beginning. And like, I think I even shared some of the songs in classes when, yeah, you know, when we like, were sharing like samples yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it's been, a, uh, you know, been working really hard for a long time. And it's I'm not saying I want like co-writing credit <laughs> on anything. Um, no, no, no. I mean, that's, that's really awesome though. It's, yeah. it's cool to see, you know, so we should give some framework. The class that I teach that you were in, it's called self-management and freelancing at Columbia college. And the basis of it is really like you know, you got like a room of like 40, 50 students and everybody, I'm not teaching you how to be better at your craft. I'm teaching you how to be better at like the business end of it. Yeah. So everybody in there is like already a comedian or a writer or a musician or a manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see somebody who was in that class and incubating some of those ideas at that time now have it be like actually in the world. Oh yeah, man. You know, like it's a, it's a real thing. It's not just mm-hmm. like a, a project you would like blog about for an assignment. Right, right. Um, so right on. So Iris Temple, like, you know, this is a project that has been getting, you know, a ton of attention. And like I said, you know, I was seeing the name for a while now without realizing mm-hmm. that I knew half of the duo. Yeah. Um, but bring us into kind of like, I guess, when did you guys start feeling like, you know, for either of you, when did you start feeling like you were starting to get recognition for this? Or when did it start seeming like there was some response to this? Um, you know, for the, from the very beginning... I, I, like, felt like it was something that we could take a long way. I, I never, like, uh, around the time we started was, like, I was listening to acid rap all the time. I mean, sure. And, you know, he was, too. We, were, we just, so, like, we were really just kind of having our eyes opened around that time about the, like, within the possibilities of music and, like, what, you know, there's really no rules. And uh, I think it took us a while to really, like, you know get going because our sound is so based in that like whatever goes whatever you know you like we can put into songs and I think it's confusing for people at first and lately we've been able to hone in more on that and like make it more of a concise sound and I think people are starting to like realize that it's you know something interesting and yeah but yeah I think one of the first moments that uh I felt recognition so our other roommate is Appleby. He's an mm-hmm. artist, and you know he's. Dude, been doing... you got like the whole spread of like Chicago musicians. We just had Appleby on a few weeks back yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, so and we've had Elias and uh-huh. yeah. Um, I can't remember. It was maybe a year and a half ago, but Elias and Appleby started, you know, working together all the time. And uh, Appleby was putting together his first project uh, with Elias, and we were featured on one of the songs, and that was the first time we've seen like you know, actual plays, we'd actually seen, you know, people listening to it and, like, seeing comments and like that, so that was, like, really exhilarating and, like, cool for us at the beginning, just because it was just, like, a peek into, like, what's possible. Yeah, I mean, uh, Quinn Barlow, like, when did you start to notice some of that uh, momentum or some of the recognition? I guess when it was solidified in my mind that I wanted to pursue music in a serious way was when I did move to Chicago. I mean, that's a, that's a um, huge move. Yes, and it was, a, it was a scary move, you know? Like, I, you know, we made our first, first project that no longer exists on the internet. So <laughs> going off just, like, a kind of shoddily f- 
put together first attempt at music, like to to coming here and being like, okay, like this is what I want to do. Like I'm putting all my chips on this. Like I sold my car to get here so I'd have some buffer room to, you know, find a job when I got here. And uh, yeah, just that was like a huge moment for me. Like that, finding... That's, sorry, sorry. Like it, it's just, that's such a leap of faith though. Yeah. I was pretty like, I was pretty directionless. Like I was not in a very good place mentally, I guess at that time. So finding something that I was like so passionate about, like we literally would work to like three or 4 a.m. Sure. every night of the summer. Like any, any opportunity I got, I was like in that, in that warehouse. Like, so um, it wasn't like you were like, dude, I got a sweet gig here. Like I'm set up in Kansas city. Like why are you convincing me to leave? Like you were like ready for somebody to come in. Right. And like, Hey, exactly. here's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've told Quinn this before, but like music is the first time that I, I felt like I was really like good at something like and got it like you know so it was I mean it was a leap of faith but I was I was very confident in it and you know having having Quinn there and having kind of a base in Chicago and a network of people to you know so I wouldn't just be out there alone you know like chasing after this grand like Goal, like, it's just like moving to another city is scary. It was scary you know, it is fuck. such a change. Like, had you Can ever I been to Chicago? Here, <laughs> yeah, had you okay. ever been to Chicago before? <laughs> yeah, so I went okay. to DePaul for like. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. A so, quarter. Okay. It was Three a. Months. It was a very like yeah, itty bitty time. System. Yeah. So you had like a little preview. You weren't just like totally diving into the deep end. Right. Yeah. Eyes closed. Like yeah. I had friends here. I had a little net a network of friends that I had made while I was in school. So yeah, that's good. And so you know. Bring us into kind of break down who does what within Iris Temple. Like, how does the process work? Is it one of you writing lyrics? Is it both of you writing lyrics? Is it one of you doing more of the songwriting? Like, how does this structure work within the group? Um, so, Quinn is the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, we both write lyrics. We both, you know, sing. Quinn's a multi instrumentalist. Recently, I've started trying my hand at production and, you know, will offer small insights here and there to like to the production um but yeah we both kind of do a little bit of everything and you know try and keep it as much in in shop as we can you know and you know we're kind of I don't know yeah we just kind of make shift dudes like try and try and do it all (laughs) yeah and I mean so Quinn Cochran like you um not even like looking for you I would always come across you doing stuff like I said Mm -hmm. you were on Dynasty podcasts with Rebecca Brunner yeah. uh, in 2015 for I think for our 10 year anniversary thing, yeah, right? Yeah, at the Virgin Hotels. I remember. Yeah. Uh, so we did this 10 year anniversary broadcast for um, 10 hours, which was wild. Oh, man. And we just brought up like 50 different musical, you know, 50 different guests on the podcast. And Rebecca Brunner was one of them. And and she came up, and I think she performed a song. No, you know, I was just about to bring that up. We were going to perform a song. That's what it was. Literally on the way there. So I, I, we roll up to Virgin Hotels. We get up to the office, about to perform. I open my guitar case, and the neck is snapped. Oh, my God, that's so my brutal. My guitar is just broken. And, I, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to go on this podcast right now. Like, I'm shook. And I was <laughs> like, well, you got to block that out, you know. But, but I mean, like... I was aware of you then, and then you were. Mm-hmm. I think that was before you were in my class. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. But but I've been seeing you do a lot of stuff, and it's like it seems like you've been keeping yourself really busy. Were you just kind of waiting 
for something like Iris Temple to call your own because oh, totally. you know you were you were in so many other mm-hmm. places well, helping so, other people. Yeah, so I've played guitar for um, twelve years now, and so that was my first thing before I ever like wrote songs. I just wanted to play, and you know, like for years and years, I just kind of had it next to me, had my guitar next to me at all times. And Rebecca was the one of the, one of the first people I met at Columbia who was like, like, wow, like, would you play for me, like? I would love you just do every show. And I'm like, totally. Rebecca, you like. And Rebecca you know, Brunner, man, is totally. such a talent. Oh, yeah. If anyone watching and listening has not heard Rebecca Brunner, yeah. go look her up right now. She's, She's an killer. incredible talent. Yeah. So, like, for her to ask me that as a freshman, I was like, oh my gosh, totally. Like, sure. I'm so down. And, you know, that led to just playing for more and more people, like uh, playing in bands, you know, here and there and trying to make a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, like, it was all, that's always been fun for me. But then, writing is just you know writing and making full songs like has always been my main passion so it's like playing for other people was like halfway there for me sure and yeah so as soon as like i got the chance to do do this it <laughs> convince was someone like, to completely exactly, leave the state man. and move to chicago you with know, you yeah exactly and you know I've, I've been doing this for a long time and i i knew from the beginning that quinn could could do it at the same like you know what i mean right he because when we, you know, when I first met him, he was just freestyling at parties, and that's my whole, that was my whole, you know, gauge of his talent, but I was still like, damn, this dude, like, he, yeah, just his metaphors and, like, the pictures he paints are really beautiful. Well, and, you know, so Iris Temple's music, you know, it's very, you know, you were talking earlier about how it's kind of hard to pin down, and I think that that, that can work for some artists, and can work against some mm-hmm. artists, because, we're very lazy now, the general we. Totally. We're very lazy. People want to know exactly what it is. Like, is it hip-hop? Is it mm-hmm. EDM? Is it this kind of thing? And Iris Temple, I think, is a little bit harder to pin down because it's totally. very lush. It's very, like, there's a lot of songwriting going on. There's a lot of instrumentation going on. You can mm-hmm. tell. So, you know, I guess how have you guys approached the sound of this project when there is so much happening and you guys yeah. kind of have so many sounds going on? So... Um yeah, it, my favorite artist of all time is Stevie Wonder. Sure. Um, and I think my songwriting, personally, really comes from him, whether it's chords or lyrics or melodies. Um, it all started there for me. But uh, when Iris Temple was starting, I was also really into electronic artists like James Blake, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot, you know, even like Monty and Smino coming out. That was like when they sure. were first starting. And I was so into that, just like you know, crazy bounce in electronic beats. So, like, I was trying to mix, you know, everything from Stevie Wonder to to that. And, you know, I'm a huge Kendrick fan, Frank Ocean fan. And so it's, like, it's really, in my mind, just, like, oh, I love how Stevie Wonder puts these two chords together. But then I love the hard beats in this Kendrick song. So, like, and then, you know, even, like, jazz guitarists like George Benson or, you know, Pat Metheny, like, crazy fusion artists. It's, like just figuring out how to mix mix all that stuff together and so just make it a whole jambalaya yeah man yeah. cuz like yeah i love it all and yeah that's amazing though so you know you guys have been active now you just went on tour right like you just completed a tour what was yeah. that like it was hard and it was the first tour first tour ever yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun and i learned a ton about myself and you know got better as a musician got better as a performer it was it was surreal, I'd say. Like, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Just never being in the same place, never sure. being able to really acclimate to what you're doing or, like, 
you know, like you have to be prepared for the next day to be a whole new, a whole new monster. Like with, with the exception of like, you know, you're going to have to like go set up the stage every night and you're doing that most nights. Like that was the one constant kind of. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a lot of musicians over the years about going on tour and, uh, you know, sometimes you're like, oh man, what was it like in this city? What was it like in that city? And they're like, I don't even know. We woke up at like 11 a.m. You know, we were like exhausted from getting in at 3 a.m. Then we went to Soundcheck and we didn't get to see anything in Las Vegas. And you're like, oh man, that's, you know, it's cool you play, but like, you know, you got to go see like 50 cities that like you didn't ever see any of, you know? Yeah. 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 And you kind of pick and choose the the attractions that you are most excited for. Like for me and Quinn, like when we hit the West Coast, we knew that we were about to hit the dispensaries. We were about to like, you know, that was a destination that we were anticipating the whole time. So there are cities where, you know, you enjoy in a blur and those that you kind of, you know, you sleep take through. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, something that you get to take in. And so were you guys, like, traveling by bus? Were you just traveling? Yep, tour yeah. bus. Twelve of us. Oh, on, wow. On so you got bus. the real experience. Yeah. yeah. I bet that smelled great. Yeah, it didn't smell that bad. Oh, that's good. There was a lot of uh, uh, ideas <laughs> that I thought it would be, you know. Sure. That, you know, it wasn't as, it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't like, as much. I like, like that. Like, and you... Like, all the people on the bus I became super close with, you know, because you have to. Sure. You know, you're in such a close vicinity. But, yeah, it was it was really easygoing, like, for the most part. Like, a lot of, a lot of wonderful people on there. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know that you guys released the Vistas EP, but you've also done a couple of loose tracks um, in the last few months, right? Right, yeah. Um, are those part of a larger work? Are they just kind of like Lucy's? Um, bring us into the new music that's going on. Um, I think they're just they're just gonna be Lucy's. That's yeah. just gonna, how they're gonna live. Uh, we're still doing a lot of experimentation with you know how we want our sound to be. Like going forward, I think we have kind of a clearer image. And Vistas was really the first glimpse of that. Like it's kind of moving towards the stripped down, kind of more live sounding stuff. Uh, while trying to bring in some of the electronic elements from the from the first EP, so yeah, yeah so just kind of still coming into our own, trying to fill our own shoes in a sense, I guess. But do you have more single tracks coming on the way, or yeah, that's the that's the plan for the time being. So you know, hopefully one will be surfacing pretty soon here. Are there plans for like a full length or anything larger, or is it just kind of taking it as it comes with I mean, smaller? Th- down the road, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I don't. We're not quite ready for it yet, but mm-hmm. we're we're thinking about thinking about doing it. You're you know? thinking about <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. All the time. Yeah. Sometimes like the dishes need to get done, and I'm like, I'm thinking about thinking about doing that. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting out of bed. To right. Think, that's the next best thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the the thing about a full length album is like, I, I don't want to put that much work into something that, like, I, we don't have a huge audience for yet. Sure. I think like, you know, if we put out singles and then maybe another shorter project, and then we, you know, we look at Twitter one day and there's fifty people like, where's the Iris Temple album? That's the time, you know. Sure. Because then then that's like the step we can take to you know 
put put work into it, put money into it, put videos into it, you know what I mean? And then make sure there's people that are, you know, going to enjoy it and going to try and dissect it because I want to have those conversations. I want to like, be like, well, what do you think the story's about? And like, cause you know, all our music are meaningful. Te- definitely, man. And like, yeah, it's all about that. And I want people to connect to it. And I don't, I, the last thing I want is to put that much work into it. And then people are like, Oh, you put out an album. Right. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I know you're waiting for people to become more aware of you, but people mm-hmm. are definitely aware of Iris Temple. Mm-hmm. The name's getting thrown around a lot right now, especially in Chicago. People, I think, are very aware of you guys. So what's next? You know, like, I mean, other than just like some yeah. occasional one-off songs, like what does the future hold for you in the, in 2018 now that there's an awareness level and, and you have a body of work that's started? Right. Uh, yeah, man, I think... We're just gonna cut, try and keep like working on our live set, and uh, we're gonna announce our first headlining show in Chicago pretty soon. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, it, you know, it would be dope to just like do another tour, even like by the end of the year, or just you know, even if it's like out of town shows, just one off like LA, New York shows. Like I'm trying to get around and like really spread it and like you know yeah. solidify our names in the you know in the scene because I think we can do this shit. I would be surprised if, and I, I mean, if this was the case, I'm sure you couldn't say at the moment, but I'd be surprised if not this year, then by next year, if you guys are not like one of those artists that's like 2 p.m. at like Lala <laughs> or on like North Coast or something like that. I feel like you guys have definitely got that like local buzz that's only going mm-hmm. to grow, and that's usually where it starts is like somebody gets a like 1.30 on Saturday at Lala or something like that. Yeah, yeah, man, that would be so ideal like I think that that's something to work towards for sure I love what you guys are doing I love the record and and also I was so excited when I saw that I was like oh my god like this group that I've been seeing their name all the time it's like I could have just emailed my former student and been like hey man (laughs) Um, because you know sometimes when I like see these artists getting buzzed I'm like oh I gotta email them but they're getting so much buzz that it's gonna be like a tough sell to get them (laughs) on the podcast sometimes and then I like finally I looked and I was like Oh mother! I could have just, I could have absolutely just emailed Quinn. I could have hit you yeah, up on man. Moodle right. and been like, "Hey man, <laughs> I've never booked the podcast through Moodle yet, but maybe Damn, I should." That, yeah, that would... yeah. Um, I love what you guys have going on. I love the music, and as you have new things happening, please come back on the podcast Definitely, and tell man. us about it because I feel like this is just the beginning for Iris Temple. And I'm not just saying like I genuinely love the music. I think it's great. Yeah, thank you. And I'm excited to see everything that you guys have in front of you, man. So uh, I'm glad we got to start the conversation tonight, but let's keep it going as new developments happen for the group. For sure, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. Quinn Thanks and Quinn. Us, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys so much for coming out. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.